Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and we're so glad to have you with us today in the House of Faith. For the last several weeks here on Legacy Television, we've been in a series called The Anointing. And last week, we showed you part one of a message entitled A Fresh Thing with God. We're gonna take you right now to part two of that message. You know, you were designed by God to crave this freshness with Him. And out of these times of refreshing with God comes supernatural strength. And I know there may be some people watching this right now in need of that kind of strength. Well, you can have it. You can have this thing with God and you can have it today. You can have this strength that comes through the anointing and what it is to be anointed with this fresh oil. I want you to experience that. I want you to see this from God and His Word. I want the Holy Spirit to work in your life today as you listen to this. So right now we're gonna take you back into family night for part two of A Fresh Thing with God. I wrote a letter to our partners one time and just practically speaking, I said, you know, when I read the word, I, I, as often as I can, I will read it with a pen and a highlighter in my hand. What does that mean? I'm expecting something. I am expecting something to stand out to me. I'm expecting something to be so full of life that I'm gonna write this something down. He gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have. But check this out. What I do have, I give you. Don't let this pass you by. Peter's saying, I got something. It's not what you asked me for, but I do have something. Now, what is it he has? What, what, what chapter are we reading? What book are we reading in here? Acts chapter, which comes right after Acts chapter and what did all these guys get in Acts chapter two? The Holy Ghost, man. These guys all hung out in that room until Jesus said it. He said it in Acts chapter one, verse eight, you shall receive power, there's that word again, when the Holy Spirit, there's that word again, comes on you. Help me folks, what's he talking about? The anointing, the burden removing, yoke destroying, power of God. Jesus is saying, y'all wait here. I got something for you. Wait here until I give it to you. And what was he giving him? The Holy Ghost, the power of God, the anointing. And so now Peter's living with it. And he comes across this guy who's asking for money. And Peter said, I left my wallet at home, but I do have something. What is he about to give him? The anointing. He's about to give him the power of God that's resident within him through the indwelling Holy Spirit and the anointing is about to do something for this guy. What I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Don't you love that? Didn't even let the guy get up on his own. Just grabbed him. You're walking today, son, and just pulled him right up. What happened? Grabbed him by his right hand and immediately his feet and ankle bones, what's it say? What's it say? Come on, say it out loud. Received. Received what? What did he get? Evidently, weakness was the problem. The problem in his body was weakness. Now listen to this. We find out from the book of Acts chapter four, just a chapter later about this guy. And I read one commentary yesterday that suggests, you know, 
Luke, Dr. Luke is the one who wrote the book of Acts and he did it based on interview and, and documentary. And there are people that believe because of the minuteness of the detail in this man's story that Luke actually interviewed him. And we find out one chapter later, he was over 40 years old. Folks, that is a 40-year burden and yoke. From his mother's womb, lame. For 40 years, burdened by that. And that burden produced a poverty in his life. And we already know what Jesus does with poverty. He preaches the gospel to it. And the gospel has the power to remove the burden and destroy the yoke of poverty. This is a 40-year burden a 40-year yoke that was destroyed in a second by the anointing and the strength that comes with the anointing. Are you, are you seeing this? Immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. No matter what it is you're dealing with, no matter what kind of sickness, if it's spirit, soul, or body, if it's a financial one, if it's a relational one, the root in it is weakness. I don't care if it's a cold or cancer. The problem is weakness. If it's in the body, the problem is the body or the immune system is not strong enough to resist the strength of the foreign matter, the strength of the germ, the strength of the virus, the strength of the cells as it multiplies. The problem is weakness. The problem is the body isn't strong enough to resist and fight. That's why we have these folks have these autoimmune disorders. There's nothing in them strong enough to fight. And so they just come down with anything and everything. The problem's weakness. Weakness. So the answer is what? Strength. What do you need? You need strength. Thank you, Lord. Listen to this. This goes on. You know what happened. He stood up. He starts running and leaping and praising God and all the people just, they know him. He's been there every day for probably 25, 30 years. And they know this guy and they're all marveling at this. And Peter when he saw everybody marvel, he said in verse 12, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant, Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life. Folks, let's just stop and and take account what's going on here. Peter is preaching to people this impromptu public message and basically blaming them for murdering Jesus. This is the same guy who not very many days ago was so ashamed of Jesus that that fateful night, he denied him not once, not twice, but three times. Denied even knowing him. Lied about it. Evidently, the anointing will turn you into somebody else. Can you see that here in the life of Peter? Boldness. We've talked about that. Strength and the boldness that he has to stand up and preach to all these people about what's happening. And he says, 
Verse 17, yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Christ, that the anointed one would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Verse 19, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Now stop right there for a moment. You knew that already, didn't you? I know pretty much everybody in here, and I know you knew that. You knew that when you repent, when you change your heart, when you change your mind, you know what happens. When you come before the Lord and you say, Jesus, I repent. Forgive me of all my sin. You know what happens, don't you? All things, old things, what happened to them? Passed away. What happens? All things become new. You knew this without even us reading this or me telling you tonight that your sins by the blood of Jesus are blotted out. You knew that, right? You knew that there was a new identity in you, a new creation. That's who you are. That's what you are. And, and everybody, we, we know that. I don't know that we know it as strongly as we could, but we know it to a degree. This is what we are confident in. It's, it's what we came to know the moment we were born again. When you repent, Jesus wipes away your sins. But listen to this. This is not where he stopped. Read it again. Verse 19, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Do you know that this right here, times of re, what? Freshing. Times of a refreshing. This is supposed to be as much a part of the new creation experience as your sins being wiped away. This is as much a part of it right here. That times of refreshing would come now, where are they coming from? The presence of the Lord. Amen. Listen to this from a different translation. I've got it for you in, um, I think it's the contemporary English. Yeah, it says in verse 20, then the time will come when the Lord will give you fresh strength. That's how that translates what we just read about a time of refreshing. The time will come and the Lord will give you fresh strength. You want to know what Peter's saying to these people? He's saying you can have a fresh thing with God and you can be as strong in your spirit because of the anointing as this man is now in his body. This kind of strength's available to you. The time is coming, he said, when you repent, your sins are washed away and times of refreshing are coming. Refreshing. Really, the word itself is a miracle because most stuff is fresh once and it doesn't get to be fresh again but the miraculous power of the blood of Jesus gives us the ability to have a refreshing. Amen? A refreshing. This, uh, this word refreshing, you study it, you see the same word revive. I like that one. 
revive. I was studying the book of Psalms, especially Psalm 119, longest chapter in the Bible. Something like eight or 10 different verses. Talk of, the psalmist cried out to the Lord and said, revive me according to your word. Revive me according to your loving kindness. Revive me according to your judgments. He said, my soul clings to dust. What's that? That's death. That's what happens to the soul. It goes back to dust. This body's going back to dust. And he says, my body's trying to die. And I'm asking you, revive me, V-I-V-E. In Spanish, we know that means live, to live, re-live. The, the word revive literally means this. Listen to it. To return to consciousness or life. Are you ready? It means to become active or flourishing again. Flourishing again. This is what the anointing does. It brings us back to a place of life again flourishing again, strength again. I just almost couldn't wait to tell you this tonight. Earlier today, Sarah and I were invited to the home of one of our partners, partners with us in this ministry, dear friend, dear person we've worked with. This particular lady has been given about two weeks to live. And, uh, they invited us over to the house just to pray with them and minister. And so we got the call a few days ago to come. And so just since then, we've just been seeking the Lord. What would you have us say? It's not the time to just go and say whatever. You know what I mean? Your words are weighty. Your words carry weight. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. This is not time to shoot the breeze or chit chat. Or especially, it's not time to be pitiful. You want to find out what the Lord would say. It's like Jesus. I don't say anything, he said, unless I hear my father say it. So we just took the last several days praying in the Holy Ghost, seeking the Lord. What would you say? And I really thought tonight I was going to be heading in kind of a different direction and talk to you about the oil of joy. And that's not really disconnected from what we've been talking about because the joy of the Lord is your strength. But just a couple of days ago, I woke up and the Lord just started talking to me about having this fresh thing with him. Because as much as you want it with him, guess what? He wants it more. Because if it's boring to you, he ain't really enjoying it that much either. This craving for a freshness, guess where we got that? It's from our father. So a couple of days ago, maybe just yesterday, he starts talking to me about just having this fresh thing with him and this fresh oil and this fresh anointing. And I end up over here in the book of Acts reading about these times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. They're not found anywhere else. They're in the presence of God. You can go to, you can go to conferences. You can go to marriage meetings and they can give you all these steps about how to have this fresh thing again. And I'm sure a lot of it's wonderful, but there's a freshness that comes only as the result of being in the presence of God. And that's not something you can get quick. It's not something you can get in a hurry. Take some time. And so we're preparing our hearts to spend some time with this partner and this friend and her family today. And uh, we went over there. Her husband opened the door, let us in. He said, come on in. She's there in the living room. And she's, you know, dropped a lot of weight. And uh, 
You can tell frail in her body and on oxygen and uh, kind of whisper, talk a little bit. She's said, hi. She's very sweet, precious lady. She just sort of whispered, hi, sorry, forgive me for not getting up. You know, just not a lot of strength to get up. And uh, we sat there a bit and we talked and just asked her, where are you? You know, where's your faith? Because we're going to hook with you wherever you are. We can name this and claim that, but where are you? Because that's where we're going to come into agreement. And, and they are believing God for the perfect will of God, which is his healing power manifested in their body. So we said, that's great. That's where we are too. We're going to believe that with you. And she would talk to us for a little bit. And um, because of the medication, it was kind of having this drowsy effect on her. And she'd talk and her eyes would just begin to close and almost thought she was going to fall asleep, maybe mid-sentence. But she'd come back and, and she said, you have to forgive me. The, the medication and the morphine is, I, I lose my train of thought. It's fine. You sit there and you understand, you know, and she would say, she'd say to her husband, you might have to help me remember where I was going with this. You know, she's kind of just breathing these words out. And I just did what we saw in our hearts. And I just got on my knees right there beside her chair and just took her by the hand. And I've preached to her what I just preached to you. Strength, the anointing. And I said, what can we believe God for right now? I know where you're headed. I, I, I know what the end result here is. And look, if she lives 40 more years on earth, praise the Lord. If she's in heaven with Jesus, sometimes she wins, folks. She wins. We all win. We got to get that settled, by the way. But I said, what can we believe God for right now? If, the, if, the, if, if our faith is set on healing and wholeness, that's good but faith is a walk. What are the steps between where we are and where you want to be? What's the step? And I just ministered this, this to her on strength and being infused with strength. And her sister was sitting there. She said, well, I'll tell you this. She, she told me she earlier today, just too, too weak to even get herself to the other room, even to take care of herself, just leaning on other people. I said, that's where we'll start right there. Let's start right there. Let's, let's ask God for strength to make it from here to there. And you know, if, the, if the, the disease, if it just stops progressing, you got more time. And I, I know the tendency would be to get real militant with it. And I command you to come out and be thrown in the sea. And all, you know, if the Lord leads you in that way, you do it. But there's, there's also steps to take between here and there. I said, that's it. That's our step right there. Believe in God for strength, strength. And we just, we laid hands on her and we prayed strength. Special time, really wonderful. Sarah shared some awesome things with her about, about the anointing on her life. And Sarah said, look, you can go to heaven and you'd feel a lot better than you do now. But we need you. And we need the anointing that's on you. And you're going to have to get something out there in front of you. Just like Jesus. How did he endure? And this is what I said to her. I said, you know, he endured something. I don't pretend to know what he endured. I don't even pretend to know what she's enduring. But I do know that he endured the cross. And the scripture said, how did he endure? For the joy that was set before him, he endured. There's got to be something out there in front of you. 
What's the anointing on your life? What's the assignment? What's the call? It's out, something out there in front of you that is drawing you, pulling you. And yeah, you got to endure some stuff between here and there. But if you keep your eyes on that joy and on that prize, you're making it all the way through this. So we just ministered this to her and ministered this. Sarah prayed with her. We talked to her a little bit. And she started talking. And it was at full volume. And she's talking, and she's talking, and she's talking. And she finally said, I don't have a clock in front of me. I don't know when you guys have to leave. And I looked at my clock when she was talking. I said, we're okay. And she talked, and she talked, and she talked. And she, then she said, I'm sorry, I've talked too much. And I said, but do you realize you just talked for 10, maybe 12 minutes without a gasp for air, without her eyes even closing. I said, what's happening? Strength. Strength's coming. Strength is coming. Sarah's my witness. We sat there and watched this thing unfold right before our very eyes. We spent all of about an hour and a half there. And I got my stuff together. So we got service tonight. We're going to get the kids and so on. She said, well, let me walk you to the door. (laughs) Under her own strength and her own power, Am I telling the truth? Am I telling the truth? Stood up. She said, we are the family of long goodbyes. (laughs) And you go to the door and you talk some more and you talk some more. And she did. She stood up, walked us to the door. I could cry thinking about it right now. We're watching the Lord meet us. We're watching the anointing strengthen somebody and turn them into somebody else. I told her the, the anointing can do this in you. The anointing can do this in you. The anointing can do this on a cellular level. The anointing can turn cancer-ridden cells into clean, pure, strong cells that ward off disease and fight. That's what the anointing can do. If the anointing can do that in a body, help me out, can it do it in a marriage? Can it do it Huh? At where you work? Can it do it in your finances? Can it do it in every area of your life? Can it do it in your walk with Jesus? Can the anointing take something and infuse such strength into it that all of a sudden it's got a freshness to it and it's alive and it's living again and something you've been looking at day after day after day that just seemed cold and and dry and stale to you, all of a sudden this supernatural power hit that word and it's alive and it's vibrant and it's full of life and it's working in you and adding strength to you, praise God. Can the anointing do it? Yes, 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 it can. And these are the times we're in times of refreshing that come from the presence of God. This is what we're in. This is what I'm hungry for. This is what I've been asking him for. God, I want a fresh thing with you. Maybe there's a better way to say it, but I don't know. A fresh thing. Do you know what I mean by it? Then it's good enough. Anybody else? A fresh thing with the Lord. That's in you. That desire is in you because he put it there. You're built to crave that. It's not just a preference. It's not just a tendency. It's not just because bright red apples look better than dark brown ones. There's something in the human that God put in there. I want a freshness. I want a freshness. Revive me, O Lord. Revive me, O Lord. 
Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television Broadcast, the Legacy Letter Magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. Thank you.